Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Crypto Hipsters Podcast, where I interview founders and co-founders, entrepreneurs and artists, executives and stay-at-home hipsters in crypto and blockchain around the world. And I have an amazing podcast for you today. Let's get to it. And today I have an amazing guest. Uh, his name is Tom Graham. He is the co-founder and CEO of Metaphysic. Uh, Tom, welcome. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. To have you here today. Uh, and uh, so let's kick things out, off without further ado. Um, the first question I have for my guests is this. What is your background and is a logical background for what you do now? Great. Yeah. So uh, I guess that I, it may, maybe it is logical. I'm not sure. But um, so I'm an Australian. Uh, I eventually went to Harvard Law School um, and was a New York uh, qualified attorney. I practiced in Hong Kong for a while. And then uh, I went back to the US and was uh, pursuing a PhD. And my focus was really like internet and society studies and the intersection with law and regulation. Um, this is about 10, 12 years ago or so. Um, and so instead of um, doing that PhD, basically I met up with a friend who was at MIT and we created a GPU in memory database company, uh, which is kind of a very, very fast um, uh, SQL database built into low level um, GPU uh, kind of parallel processing infrastructure. And so uh, that was my kind of beginning in the tech world and it was obviously in the middle of what people were doing with um, really heavy compute uh, and stuff with GPUs, which today, uh, this is kind of before AI and before big data at the very beginning of that. And so today, obviously, NVIDIA has grown, I think, with the size of those opportunities, AI and big data, and uh, so had the opportunities for stuff that you can do with big, heavy compute. And so over the next 10 years or so, I... I uh, had a few different companies which worked on machine learning, analytics pipelines, um, and then uh, I, in the crypto world, uh, 2016, 2017, I founded TLDR, which became a large advisory firm. Um, we did a lot of investing also throughout the ICO era, um, and then eventually uh, shut that down around 2019, 2020, and I had been tracking synthetic media and visual computing for a long time and had been tracking my co-founder, now co-founder, Chris Ume, uh, who is the world leading AI visual artist um, who creates hyperreal synthetic media and deepfakes. And so I thought to myself, what happens when it becomes hyperreal? And then almost, you know, uh, a few months later, Chris dropped uh, Deep Tom Cruise, which was on TikTok. And many people have seen those videos uh, where, you know, a hyper real version of Tom Cruise does kind of like everyday things. Um, and it's quite entertaining. And then I reached out to Chris immediately and we started Metaphysic. So kind of a, a, a logical kind of flow, but um, going from lawyer to tech is not a common path. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, there are a lot of people who are lawyers stay as lawyers in technology. So um, it's really hard. Interesting. Let me ask you this. You said a word there, which I heard of before a lot, and I haven't 
I don't really know what it is, so I'm ask you what it is. What are deep fakes? So um, deep fakes is a subcategory of what we call synthetic media or synthetic content, which is content, visual content. It could be voice, uh, audio or something like that also um, that has been created by AI. So instead of a human doing the creation of that content or a production with a camera or an audio recording or even CGI is not created by AI, it's created by a set of software and human artists working together to kind of produce CGI effects and content. So what you see in movies is not synthetic content. Um, but increasingly, this new category of generative adversarial nets and other really sophisticated AI algorithms are able to create content that looks real to us. Um, and so that's the what that's what we do with Deep Tom Cruise with deep fakes. Try to make something that is hyper real in the sense that it looks like it was shot with a camera, but in fact it was created by, by AI in an automated kind of process with minimal human intervention. At Metaphysic, you create the deep fakes. So yeah, at Metaphysic, what we do is build the technology and the software to automate the creation of hyper-real synthetic media. So deepfakes is kind of a, a subset. And what people normally think of of deepfakes is swapping somebody's face onto the performance from another person. And Deep Tom Cruise is a great example of that, where there's this fantastic performer uh, and director and artist called Miles Fisher, and he does the performance that is underneath the Tom Cruise face swap um, for Deep Tom Cruise. And so he does the voice and the acting and puts together all of that content. And then we take our big model, which is trained on images of Tom Cruise, and swap that face onto the performance of Miles Fisher. And so that's a classical deep fake. It's a face swap. But you can imagine that in the future, we can kind of get the AI models to create an entire body, an entire head, entire people in virtual spaces in the metaverse um, without having to shoot that with a camera. I think I'm dating myself here, but I watched a movie in the 1990s with John Travolta and Nicolas Cage called Face Off. Uh, yeah. You know, and uh, what it's a was classic. it like? It's a it's a great movie. You know, um, what was it like for you to to create this this deep fake, you know, Tom Cruise film or had like what was your experience? How'd you enjoy that? So um, my co-founder, Chris Ume, uh, has been at the forefront of the deep fake and synthetic media world um, since really the beginning. And this technology is much younger than people think. Uh, really only in 2017, 2018, did people start to understand, like did the word deep fake emerge uh, in popular culture. And so since then, Chris has been at the forefront of doing ethical, joyful, fun content things with this technology. And that process for Chris, I think is, it's really deeply creative. It's because the creative space is wide open. You can do amazing things. You can bring back people from the dead. You can de-age people. You can um, have Tom Cruise do things that, you know, he can't do, even though he does all of his own stunts. Maybe he can't dance or, or sing or some of these things. So I think he can actually dance and sing. Uh, I don't want to sell him short. But um, the creative space is immense. The process of creating the Deep Tom Cruise uh, deepfakes on TikTok, I think 
um, particularly for my creator, uh, for my co-founder, Chris Ume, uh, who is a creator. It's a particularly like uh, joyful and creative uh, experimental process. So uh, Chris has been at the forefront of that industry for a long time and has really been the leader in creating ethical and um, uh, creative uses and applications of that technology. And so when it comes to Deep Tom Cruise, combining and collaborating with the performer who does the underlying um, acting uh, and performance and direction, Miles Fisher, that was a really great collaboration because Miles creates really interesting um, clips around uh, Tom Cruise. And then the process of creating the hyperreal deepfake, which is an incredibly difficult thing to do because Chris has that great source material. Um, I think it was uh, a really enjoyable process and and, and still, the collaboration continues today. So um, they're still creating that uh, content. And the real purpose of it is to generate awareness among the public, basically, about uh, the potential for misinformation and what this t technology is all about um, long term. So, uh, yeah, I think that uh, while the technology is very difficult and frustrating and there aren't very many tools which help creators use it, um, Chris and the team has a great time. Discussions around the metaverse start to heat up. Why is hyperreal content the next necessary step in bringing the metaverse into the mainstream? So from our point of view, we think about the metaverse as uh, a successor to the internet and a different way of experiencing it, really. So I believe that as the technology develops, as we spend more time in metaverse uh, environments, as the hardware gets better and allows us to have more immersive um, emotion-driven uh, interactions through content on the internet, um, it will be necessary that the metaverse tends towards hyper-real content. And if today it's highly focused on gaming-like content, highly animated content, um, the reason is I feel that uh, gamers and uh, crypto people are kind of early adopters of these types of technologies, but also the technology to render out and create deeply personalized content at hyper real fidelity um, is very, very difficult to do today. It's not quite there, but it's coming in the next three to four years. And so if we want to scale a metaverse that is filled with deeply personal content um, for individuals, then the only way to do that is to go directly from data we collect in the real world around us, you know, with our phone collecting data from our environment, from our face, from our voice, and then bring that to AI models, which automate the cre content creation process to create virtual worlds and content experiences with ourselves in it. And, you know, these experiences are deeply uh, relatable and relevant and interesting and personalized. That's how we go from 500 million people interested in the metaverse to 8 billion people or to everybody using the internet in the world. How is metaphysic leading the way in using synthetic media to connect influencers, the entertainment industry and brands with their audience in novel ways through artificial intelligence? So on two fronts, we are leaders in developing the technology to automate the creation of hyperreal synthetic media. Um, and so that is a set of technologies, tools, SDKs, um, et cetera, that content creation platforms that are creating metaverse worlds, virtual worlds, or even just 2D linear content, and they want to bring um, celebrities or fans into that 2D linear content as their hyperreal synthetic selves without actually having to shoot in person. We create that 
kind of technology and partner with people who make that content. On the other side, what's really exciting is more of a Web3 side. So we sat down and thought about how to bring real people into the metaverse in a really ethical um, and you know Web3 kind of way where the individuals are in control of their own data and own kind of who they are as their hyper real selves in the metaverse. So, you know, in Web2, uh, we don't have a lot of control over our own data. But if we're talking about our face and our voice data and how that can be used to make a version of me in content, running around, doing, saying, whatever, um, I don't really want that to belong to anybody else than me. So um, we've just launched, Metaphys Metaphysic has just launched um, Every Anyone. So this is our Web3 platform where any person can come and create their own hyperreal synthetic likeness and mint that as an NFT. And the idea is that in the future, as more personalized content creation opportunities and metaverse environments pop up, you will be able to control your data on our platform and not have to give that to everyone anywhere. And then use your NFT to log into and your, and your wallet to log into these experiences. And then the content creator, maybe that's Zoom, you know, we're doing this kind of conference call in a 3D immersive environment. Maybe it's Facebook, maybe it's Decentraland, et cetera. They can come down, reach, reach into our system, grab your data, which is stored securely and bring it up into their render pipeline with a bunch of our tools to help them do that. And so the core is that you're in control of your own hyperreal synthetic self and it's portable across the metaverse. Huh. Interesting. So um, overall, uh, what would you say, what has metaphysics journey been like to date? and what's in store over the next few months. Absolutely. So we've just launching every anyone today, basically, and you can come to our website, every one and join our community. Uh, the functionality to create your own hyperreal synthetic likeness will roll out in a couple of months. And before that, we are um, building our community and launching um, a set of NFTs around 10,000 unique fictional people, hyper real people that don't exist. So um, the first step is to join our community on Discord, um, maybe participate in that NFT drop and become like a part of our core community, but uh, join our community and we will let you know as soon as we do the first generation of um, hyper real individual people from a real world where you can create that as an NFT. And the idea is that it'll be locked to your wallet so you can't kind of sell yourself uh, or the you know the rights to yourself so easily you that's integral and sovereign to you but you may be able to in the future create versions of yourself which you can splice and merge with other people to create new unique hyper real characters um, and avatars um, or you may be able to do that with your favorite celebrities or movie stars or wrestling stars it, it more or less you know we can use this technology to bring people back from the dead movie characters from the 1980s and create their hyper real versions of themselves and so you'll be able to do a whole bunch of fun creative stuff and make new personalized characters in the style of you know um bill murray from ghostbusters or something like that um in the future and then you could be that character that hyper real character it's a little bit bill murray it's a little bit you and you can be that character in the future in, in metaverse content so we launching every anyone today and we are building community. 
So that's um, our core goal leading up to uh, the first NFT drop of our core community collection, um, which is the fictional people that don't exist. And then, um, you know, about a month later, we're going to um, open up that functionality to create your own hyperreal synthetic likeness. After that, um, we have a lot of really interesting projects in the work and collaborations, which we will roll out um, and really looking forward to announcing those um, some with our current investors who are um, well known um, content creators um, and celebrities um, and some with platforms um, and IP holders, you know, who have a large amount of kind of like characters that you love um, that kind of thing. So that's our roadmap, more or less in terms of the experience. Um, and along the way, you know, underlying that metaphysic, our engineering team is working hard, um, building those AI tools and the technology to help people and platforms create this kind of content and integrate it into, you know, their personalized metaverse content experiences um, over the next three months, the next year and going forward. I think it will be, um, you know, it's, I think it's a 10 year journey towards um, an internet, the way in which we experience the internet today for that to be much more visual, much more personalized at really big scale. I think within the next six months, there'll be really interesting stuff coming out, but um, it'll start small. It'll start with the NFT, the metaverse, the crypto communities. Um, but if we're talking about billions of users, it's gonna be a really interesting decade. Awesome. So you also created some um, some databases, you know, with OmniSci, um, you know, crypto natives, downplay the importance of traditional databases you know but you know why is this way of thinking flawed and what has been and is the role of decentralized oracles in building out the metaverse okay so um quick shout out to the team um is just rebranded to heavy.ai um and congrats to todd and john and the team who have um um migrated the branding basically from OmniSci to heavy.ai. Um, what that company does is kind of build this very low level um, database infrastructure into the parallel processing of GPUs, essentially to make it the fastest database analytics and visualization platform going around. Um, what was really interesting about starting that company say 10 years ago or so was that um, the GPU community, people in that world, it was really small. And there were people involved in graphics, high performance compute and science like applications. Um, and then there are a few Bitcoin people who were still doing a little bit of mining on GPUs um, and they're just moving to FPGAs at that point. And so that, uh, that kind of like nexus around GPUs and these compute, this compute platform that delivers, you know, um, Bitcoin mining, but it also delivers graphics and now it delivers AI and big data. That is a really interesting community of people who are at the forefront, I think, of making technology around solving really hard data intensive and compute heavy jobs. So um, from my point of view, thinking about that experience, um, it maps and tracks perfectly into crypto um, because we're talking about, uh, you know, in, in crypto over the last few years, sharding has been a big um, kind of uh, topic, right? And sharding is, as a concept, is borrowed from the data, database world where we try to work out how to um, shard and coordinate uh, querying a database across multiple memory 
storage elements, um, multiple processes, multiple machines. It could be as distributed as um, computers all around the world in the case of kind of like a, um, a blockchain. So, um, you know, in my mind, database to blockchain is a seamless transition. And then there's this like nexus around GPUs and this group of people um, really, you know, coordinated by the same piece of hardware, the same way of doing compute. Um, which has generated so much innovation and so much amazing stuff uh, in society. Yeah, I think it's, um, you know, we've seen coming through uh, kind of DeFi, moving into Web3 and NFT, um, huge importance of moving real world information into the blockchain in a trusted, reliable way. And I guess you know, the, the most obvious one is like market signals, like filtering their way into DeFi platforms. Um, it's really, really clear that this is an essential thing. Scrolling forward into the metaverse, um, I think that uh, there are some really interesting things happening around identity. So if the metaverse is going to transition into a hyper real space, right, where we are created you know, synthetic versions of us are created by lots of different companies in lots of different content experiences, which we are participating in and we love. Um, connecting the idea that this ver this synthetic version of me, which is being created by random company making content, is actually my identity and I'm not co-opting or misappropriating somebody else's identity. This kind of like off-chain uh, identity verification level to connect the real physical world, who we are as individuals, with the synthetic versions of ourselves, which are being created, that's really important. And that's kind of like an Oracle function, if you can imagine, right? So like, how does Zoom know that they are putting Jamie Dimon, um, you know, they've got Jamie Dimon's data, it looks like him, but maybe somebody took that from the internet and is kind of like pretending to be Jamie Dimon. How do they know that it's really Jamie Dimon? So I think that that in terms of what we deal with at Every Anyone and Metaphysic um, is a really important Oracle-like um, implementation that we are working on. So I want to thank you very much for your time today. Uh, this has been an amazing conversation. And um, I really learned a lot. So thank you. So uh, my last question is this. Um, how can people find out more information about you, about what you do, about what Metaphysic does? Um, how can they do that? Perfect. The number one way is to go to everyany.one. So this is every anyone's website, every any dot one and um, click on the link and join our discord community. Um, there are, we've got a great um, set of moderators, lots of information up there immediately um, on the website and in the community. And that's the best way I think to learn about how to kind of become yourself in the hyper real metaverse of the future.